Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is Booker T, six-time world champion, and you're listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Now, can you dig that? My brothers, my sisters, we certainly can dig that. Let me tell you something. It is finally here. The two-time WWE Hall of Famer, Booker T, joins Duke Loves Wrestling for a conversation like you have never, ever heard from Booker T before. (laughs) Strap yourselves in, folks. This is going to be a fun ride. Before we get to any of that, though, check out this special message from our friends over at the River City Wrestling Convention. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt and Jeff Hardy are very excited to be returning to Jacksonville at the River City Wrestling Con. It is going to take place at the Jacksonville Fairgrounds, and we are hyped for this event. Are you? I'm very hyped, yeah. We are going to meet and greet and take pictures with everyone. It's going to be from about noon to three on this day, Saturday, June the 11th. And I promise, myself and Jeff, we will stay there, take every picture, sign every autograph until the line is deleted. It might be from noon to four if I do my fancy autograph. You might be right. It might extend a little bit. But I promise you, we are going to get everybody in, and it is going to be an amazing day with the Hardys. See you in Jacksonville on June the 11th. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, man, what does it mean to me to, you know, mentor these young guys that's coming up? Um... It means it means a lot. Uh, I think I get a lot out of you know showing the young guys the ropes, uh, getting the feedback from them. Um, more importantly, the love, man, um, that they show um, after you know coming to my school, um, getting that, that that getting trained by me, getting that up close and personal um, touch with Booker T, um, let, realizing that I'm I'm just like them and um, started out just like they did. It's really really cool um, to see my young guys actually make it out there in the world and. You know, just say, for instance, going to Japan, going to Germany, you know, getting signed by AEW, getting signed by WWE. It's it's definitely rewarding in, in a way that money um, definitely um, cannot compare to the feeling um, that I get from, you know, just mentoring young people. So it's pretty cool. You know, that one thing about you, Booker T, is that you've really maintained being grounded throughout your entire career no matter how larger than life you've been on camera, behind the scenes, anyone that I've spoken to, anyone who's met you, they always say, you know, Booker is just a down to earth person. man. where does that personality uh, trait come from? Because you could be this big shot and you could treat people like that where I'm a star. So, you know, don't look at me or you only, you know, I'll acknowledge you when I feel like it. But you're not that way at all. You're just a regular dude. Where does that come from? I don't know, man. Um, honestly, um, I, I, I worked my whole life until I got into professional wrestling. Um, I've been on my own since I was 16 years old. Um, my mother taught me some very, very uh, valuable lessons um, when I was a kid as far as, you know, please, thank you, yes, ma'am, no, sir. You know, it doesn't cost you anything to be nice to people. And I think um, I still um, carry those traits with me um, to this day. Um, 
You know, I meet people, just say, say for instance, I met someone you know, 20 years ago and they took a photo with me and now they're grown men. They got kids themselves and got a family themselves and they see me again. They say, man, you think I could take a picture with you? I met you 20 years ago. And I always say, man, was I nice to you? And they go, man, you was awesome. You know, so for me, um, you know, this has only just been a job um, to take care of my family uh, more so than anything. Um, I've had a lot of fun along that ride, but uh, it's been a job for me and, and still to this day, that's the only way I look at it. Booker, you have your own wrestling promotion and, and it's tied into your school, uh, reality of wrestling here. And it's really interesting to see that you're mentoring these young people because I remember you when you first broke into the industry and where you started with, with the GWF, Global Wrestling Federation. Talk to me about the beginning, man. I mean, when, when I say Global Wrestling Federation, what are some of the first things that pop up in your head there? Um, Global Wrestling Federation probably would be you know, Manny Fernandez, uh, Maniac Mike Davis, <laughs> um, you know, guys like James Beard. Uh, those guys, um, that, was, that was a forum league for my brother and I. We got a chance to, you know, sit under the learning tree uh, of Black Bart peek out the curtain and watch these guys go out and create that magic. And, you know, you always wonder, you know, how do they do it? You know, and then you start figuring it out, you know, uh, bit by bit. Uh, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was a hot arena, no air condition. Um, and it seemed like the, you know, perfect fitting uh, for, for Booker T uh, to go out and be able to c create uh it was an awesome, awesome environment being a part of the Global Wrestling Federation. And I don't, I really don't think I would have become the wrestler that I became if it wasn't for those stars in the Global Wrestling Federation, because those guys were grizzled veterans. They had been all over the world and they were truly wrestling um, stars. And uh, for me to, you know, sit there and be a part of that was awesome, as well as all the guys that came through the Global Wrestling Federation, uh, through the sportatorium uh, per se. Um, a lot of those guys went on to become major stars, you know. So for me, uh, it was a great time. I'm from Boston, born and raised. I'm the son of law enforcement. And back in the, the 80s, early 90s, you know what was going on out there, book. Uh, the crack era, gangs, gang colors, things like that. There was a lot of things going on. And one of the things that my parents did was they – paid attention to what I responded to. And they made sure that if there was something that I latched onto, they kept giving me more of that thing. And for me, it was pro wrestling. I could never watch enough pro wrestling. We had cable. So I got to see wrestling from all over the world at a time when, you know, it's, it's cheap to put wrestling on TV. So everybody wanted wrestling content back then. And they used to use wrestling to keep me out of trouble. If you get your homework done, you can watch your wrestling. If you if you do your chores, you can watch your wrestling. So I would run home from school book and I would get my homework done and get done whatever I have to get done. Because at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I needed to watch the Global Wrestling Federation on ESPN. And nobody could tell me that Booker T and Stevie Ray, the, the Ebony experience, wasn't the biggest tag team in the world. OK, I was watching WWF, WWE. Now I was watching NWA. I got, you know, I got to see Mid-South. I got to see ICW, which was local here in Boston. That was great. 
But Booker T and Stevie Ray were just as big as anybody else that I saw. And keep in mind, folks, Global was on ESPN. This was nationally syndicated and actually was syndicated around the world. So, Booker, you walked into the wrestling industry with that type of platform where you were already a star by the time you moved on to your next stop. Did you understand how big that was at the time or was it just normal because that's how you came in? No, um, I think I realized how big that was, um, you know, from the beginning. Um, for my brother and I, we, you know, worked in the Re- Global Wrestling Federation for about 18 months. And um, we didn't do like independent shows like guys do now. They go around, they work this show, they go next week, they work in that show. I had a regular job uh, back then and I was working six days a week. And that one day I could get off was to <laughs> be able to go and wrestle. Uh, uh, I would get off the, I would. Um, be off that uh, uh, that weekend. Actually, I get off that Friday and that Saturday um, just to go and wrestle, and um, I would have to get right back to work. Um, um, so I, I knew we had an opportunity there. It was a, a window. It was a window that was going to be open for so long um, before it closed, um, and we had the perfect platform being on ESPN. Um, I always used to tell my brother, "Man, you know, we good enough, man. Somebody's gonna." They're going to call, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and we get, we're just going to put in our work here. Somebody's going to call us sooner or later. And um, that's exactly what happened. But for that 18 months, it was an awesome, awesome time because I got a chance to go to Japan. I got a chance to go to Korea. I got a chance to go to the Virgin Islands. Actually, James Beard, um, a guy in the um, uh, Global Wrestling Federation, he, he was a referee and he got me my first tour to Japan, my brother and I, and it was like, man, this is, this is crazy. Um, and I still had a regular job back in the States where I had to go to as soon as I came off that tour. Um, but, but I knew, um, you know, having that platform being on ESPN was, was worth this weight in gold. I knew I couldn't pay for that television time and I would go in on Friday nights and, and sometimes, you know, I would, try to work three times just so I could be on, you know, at least three times throughout the week. Uh, and uh, I knew exactly what I was doing um, because I, I felt like I was good at professional wrestling and I, and I felt like this perhaps could be my way out. You know, and of course, shout out to James Beard, a very good friend of the show. Um, you know, James is a, a frequent guest and, and he has shouted you out numerous times again, as somebody who, takes the time to acknowledge those who have been there and helped you along the way. There's so many who don't do that book. I mean, what do you think about that? What is it about you where it sounds like it's natural? And I listened to a lot of your interviews and, and what have you. I followed your whole career. I've been fortunate enough to literally see you from the very beginning all the way to today. Whatever you've done on TV or put online, I've been able to consume that and grow up with Booker T. I'm 39 years old now, man. But, I, you know, from from grade school, I was watching you. What is it about you where you're not afraid to acknowledge those who have helped you? Because it's it's not something, unfortunately, that's common enough, man. I don't know, man. Um, I, I just do know um, I couldn't have made it to this point, you know, just, you know, on my own. You know, it took a lot of people um, to get me to this point. You know, the first person was um, Bruce Kasarch you know, a guy who sponsored me to go to the wrestling school. Um, if that wouldn't have happened, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It was $3,000 um, to go to the school. It was a couple of dollars out of his pocket, you know what I mean? But for me, it was a lot of money um, that I didn't have, um, you know, making it to Japan. You know, there again, 
um, James Beard, he was the guy that opened that door for me. Uh, my brother and I, uh, you know, all the tag team matches that, you know, we, we won over the years, man. It took a lot of guys laying down for us, you know, guys like, you know, Ricky Santana and the, the Cuban assassin, you know what I mean? I mentioned those guys when my brother and I went into the Hall of Fame, you know, because those guys do, do not get enough credit for creating and making guys like myself. Um, so for me, um, I, I just want to thank the, the the people that helped me, you know, make it to the top, you know, just like a, a Hollywood Judd Tatum, you know, the first time I wrestled Hollywood Judd Tatum, I said, you know, what do you want to do in this match? You know, he goes, just flop, brother. <laughs> I learned a whole lot that night. Just keep my mouth shut and go with the flow. I'm a rookie. I'm green. Uh, but uh, I just um, I appreciate all those guys more than anything because it's created a life um, for me that uh, I never imagined a dreamt um, I would be be being, and um, it's pretty awesome. Now, see, you just you just put something in my head that I've always wondered. Now, Booker T, did you did you take some of Hollywood John Tatum with some of those those uh, karate kicks and what have you be doing? Because you know you know Hollywood John Tatum was a kung fu master. Now, <laughs> yeah, exactly, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I watched a lot of the Shaw Brothers productions. Man, I was a karate net uh, coming up, and John Tatum, he actually was one of my. My favorite wrestlers, one of my favorite characters to actually go out and you know, watch and take notes from because he was, you know, he was an entertainer. And a lot of those, most of those, all of those guys, uh, they were they were the ultimate as far as wrestlers go. But they were some of the most awesome entertainers um, the business has ever produced. You know, so for me, um, yeah, I've taken a little bit from all of those guys. It's man, I tell you, I, I love the fact that you brought those names up because again, it just takes me back, and it, and it's so wonderful. You know, back in I think it was 2012, I received a book uh, for my birthday. My birthday is in December, so just before Christmas, uh, December 12th, I received the book Booker T from Prison to Promise. And man, I read that book in in one day. It was it's a short read anyway, but I read that book in one day. Man, I couldn't put that book down, and. Even there, you're just acknowledging people who have helped you along the way. That book is really about, it's not even so much about you as it's about you giving flowers to those who've been there for you, which is just so special, man. Talk to me about your brother. Stevie Ray, as we know him, uh, Lash, his real name there. You really go out of your way to to acknowledge him and talk about the influence he's had over you and your life and how you know, he had the nice clothes and the cars and the, and the pretty girls and all that. And you always wanted to be like him. And I don't think a lot of folk realize how serious that is, because when we fast forward to the Hall of Fame, when you and Stevie Ray are, are getting this honor together. I'm thinking back to what you wrote about your brother in your book, man. And I'll tell you, from an emotional standpoint, it was just it was just something. It was so awesome. Talk to me about that relationship, bro. Oh man, my brother was always the, uh, you know, the guy that I used to follow around. I'm always wanted to be like my brother. <clears throat> uh, he uh, always, uh, I don't know, carried himself a certain way, uh, and I just want to be like my. I want to be as big as my brother as well. That never happened. <laughs> but uh, my brother was, uh, he was always there for me, uh, even when I was a kid, a uh, little little bitty boy. He was always, you know, uh, my hero and. Uh, used to walk me home from school. I remember uh, elementary school, Grimes Elementary. We happened to be in the same um, 
school at that one time in my life. And he, I remember he used to walk me home from school with his hand around my neck like a little dog or something, you know. And uh, I tell you, um, wrestling is not my dream by far. It's not my dream. I always tell people that I'm living my brother's dream. This is something my brother wanted to do. And uh, he brought me along with him. And then, you know, I've, I've made a career out of it. But but I I do know if it wasn't for my brother, along with so many other people, if it wasn't for my brother, you know, and saying, hey, man, you want to join this wrestling school? I, you and I, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh, my brother was there for me when I came out of prison. And, you know, he just gave me a few simple rules. You know, he said, man, um, you know, I don't mind helping you, man, but whatever you do, whatever I help you, if I help you get a job, make sure you do that job to the best of your ability to something else better come along. If you could do that, you know, I'm, I'm willing to help you, but it was with stipulations. So I, I get it. I understand that. Um, I tell people coming out of prison, can't expect for anybody to trust you. You got to gain that trust all over again. And my brother was willing to go put his name on the line for me, um, you know, with his boss, which was that guy who gave me that $3,000, Bruce Gassarch. Yeah, Bruce, I remember uh, Bruce was, I was talking to him one day and he, he uh, told me that he, uh, you know, before he hired me, he talked to my brother and uh, he, the one question he asked my brother, um, coming out of prison, you know, can you trust him? And uh, my brother said, yeah. And uh, that right there was the beginning for me. Uh, pretty much kicked everything off for me as far as getting me back on my feet. Uh, so, yeah, man, uh, my brother, he's always been that guy. That's special. That's special. And you outlined that in that book. Once again, Booker T from Prison to Promise. I encourage everybody. It's a, it's a short read. It's a great read. Check that out because – it's something special. You don't even have to be a wrestling fan to, to learn some lessons from that. It's just, it's really special. Your wife, Queen Charmel, Booker T, throughout your career, throughout your time with her, especially appearing on, on camera, you make sure that not only do you not dim that woman's light, because she is a star. She is a special person. Just her spirit, man, comes through so, so much. That's a star right there. You make sure not only do you not dim her light, but you take your light and put it on her light to make it an even bigger light, which is just something really, really special. And, and it's not a it's not a gimmick. It's not a game. This is black love in, in its purest form. And, you know, even my lady and I, man, we, we watched the her Hall of Fame speech, Charmel's Hall of Fame speech and, and the way that you did the introduction, what have you. And even my lady said that and she's not really a, a quote unquote wrestling fan. But she said, wow, you know, Booker really is making sure that Charmel is is set up to have this is her moment and he's not trying to take away from her moment. And unfortunately, a lot of folks, you know, they can't help themselves. This is what they do. <laughs> but you are just a guy that, man, it's it's really, really there's a lot of lessons to be learned in that. Talk to me about Charmel and, and just the way that you continue to honor that beautiful black woman. Oh man, she's my queen. Uh, you know, seventeen years we've been married, and uh, you know, for her actually, you know, to be, to get you know her props to get the ultimate chance to thank the fans, you know, about getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. That was that was pretty awesome. Uh, that's something that we didn't expect in our household. Um, but Charmel has always been the one that just went out and put the work in uh, ever since she was a 
WCW Nitro girl, and then that phased out, you know, then she started wrestling, uh, and then that kind of like phased out, then she was like a manager, and, and then the company closed down, then she went over to WWE, and she started wrestling there, people don't know that, uh, she blew her knee out, and then thought that was the end, and then the um, the creation of King Booker was all about my queen, uh, Queen Charmel, that you know, people think that character, that gimmick was about me. Um, that wasn't created because of me. It was created because of Charmel. And I got a, a lot more years out of my career, as well as King Booker now is like, you know, probably the top selling action figure that's <laughs> out there, which is nuts. Uh, but she's always been in my corner. She's always, you know, uh, you know, just say, for instance, every time after shows, uh, you know, we have to go to another town. A lot of people don't know that. Um, we got to get in the car and we got to drive. Sometimes that drive is, you know, excess of 300 miles. Um, if it's over 300 miles, we fly. But if it was th- less than 300, we would drive. And uh, every time, man, Charmel would not let me drive after grueling night uh, being on the road. Uh, I mean, being in the ring, she would always take the wheel, make sure we got to our destination. And, you know, I remember, uh, I, can't, I think it was Detroit, Chicago, we getting ready to catch a flight. But our flight was like in another six hours or so. And we was like, man, let's go to the hotel. And she was like, no, let's just sleep in the car, man. We got, so I was like, that's ride or die right there. You know, you know, you get in a fight, your woman jump in, you go, okay, this is a keeper right here. You know, so Charmel is definitely, uh, she's played a role in so many different ways. And, and I'll continue to honor uh, Charmel, uh, even if she wasn't in the WWE or, you know, um, a Hall of Famer or anything like that, uh, she would still get the same treatment for me from me because um, she makes me whole in so many different ways. That's black love right there, man. Shout out to the Queen Charmel. Just tremendous amount of respect and appreciation for that woman. Big Vito Lagrazo was all excited uh, because they, they showed a clip of that feud that he had with Charmel back in the day, man. And, and, and I talked to him and he said, let me tell you something. You will not find a classier human being. Charmel is 100% straight up genuine. That's a good person right there. And I said, wow, that's that's deep. That's deep. Reality wrestling. We've already seen some of the names that have passed through there and and, and gone on to make a big statement in the industry. You know, the the goddess Athena and, and, you know, you got your man Gino and, and all these folks. But even fast forward to today where you have some of my guys down there in Culture Inc., Shout out to Malik Bosidi. Talk to me about what's going on with reality wrestling right now, Book. I mean, it's it's big time going on, right? Man, uh, reality wrestling, uh, 17 years. Um, um, we've had our wrestling company. It's crazy. Uh, getting close to 20, man. It's nuts. Uh, but but it's awesome. You know, the, the Usos, uh, you know, Brandon Williams uh, came through. Um, he's Mace now in the WWE. Of course, Athena was one of my first uh, back in the day when I had my school um, downtown Houston. And, uh, you know, um, right now, AQA, she's in uh, AEW. Roxy, um, now Roxanne, just got signed in, in the WWE. Uh, I tell you, it's um, it's, it's just a, it's, it's all about just putting the work in. Uh, my school is a uh, not just a school, it's a ministry I try to um, use professional wrestling as a tool to try to, um, you know, create positive young men and young women. If, um, if the, the few that's got the, uh, that talent to make it to the next level, we're definitely going to be pushing those guys to get to that next level. But the ones that perhaps don't uh, make it to that next level, they're still going to go on a journey. They're still going to go on a ride and they're going to create some camaraderies 
I mean, friendships that they're going to remember and have for the rest of their lives. Um, and then more importantly, like I say, for me, I always tell them if, um, if you just turn out to be a you know, positive young man, young woman, paying your taxes and, you know, taking care of your family, um, I've done my job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, if they, like I say, have that talent to get to that next level, I'm going to put a word in for them and see if we can get them there. Um, but it's all about, you know, uh, togetherness. It's all about, you know, reality of wrestling is we're like, we're like a real family. We all, we're, we're like a real family. And sometimes you got to be hard on your family members um, to just, you know, get them right. But, but I tell you, Gino, you, you mentioned Gino, uh, one of my young talent, you know, um, he was a guy that, you know, when he was a kid, I remember he got in trouble and uh, police officer <laughs> brought him to the school and uh, told me what happened and whatnot. And, um, and I, I gave him an ultimatum. Uh, ultimatum. Uh, I say, you know, you either can do this or you can do that, but you can't do both. And I look how that young man has turned out now. And sometimes with young people, they need a pat on the bat, back or a kick in the butt. And, and I was I was that kid. I wanted the pat on the back as well as I wanted to kick in the butt. That's what I'm here for. Um, I, I try to be uh, as fair as I possibly can to each and every one of them, uh, but just to let them know that, Life is the hardest thing that they're ever going to deal with in life. And preparation is the only luck that you're ever going to have at making it in life. So um, that's what um, reality of wrestling is all about. I love it. And anybody who gets a chance to be under the learning tree of Booker T, 100 percent. You heard it in this interview. You'll, you'll read about it in his book, any of his books, the, the whole nine yards. He was that kid, which is why he's able to relate. And which is why he's able to do what he does. And, and you see the proof is in the pudding. Look at all these successful folk because they learned from Booker T and they had their natural skills and the combination combined, man, it's, it's, it's only success. I love it. I love it. Listen, Book, we have the River City Wrestling Convention coming up June 11th and 12th. You're going to be there Sunday, June 12th down in Jacksonville, Florida. What can folks expect when they see you at the River City Wrestling Convention? <laughs> I'm always going to be smiling, man. <laughs> you know, I'm, going, I'm always going to be having some fun. Um, that's one thing uh, about me is um, always, uh, no matter how I feel when I, when I do stuff like that, I, I, I truly honestly know that it, it's not about me. Um, it's about the moment that I leave, you know, with that fan that, I, that interacts with me um, throughout that time um, because it's something that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. You know, so for me, um, it's not about me. Uh, it's about creating a moment. So trust, rest assured that, you know, Booker T is going to be on 100%. You got some stories you want to talk about. Uh, we definitely can uh, reminisce and go down memory lane because a lot of those uh, memories, I don't remember until someone tell me about it because I never wrestled for the memory for myself. I always wrestled for the memory for the fan to have to one day interact with me and tell me about it. And I go, Oh yeah, I remember that now, you know, and, um, it creates the conversation even more. So, you know, so for me, uh, I'm looking forward to coming out and shaking hands, kissing babies, you know, taking a few photos and telling a few stories and, you know, um, checking in on my boys, Coach Inc. and, you know, see exactly what they're up to more than anything. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. River City 
WrestlingCon.com, RiverCityWrestlingCon.com, folks. Get your tickets, please. Check out Booker T. Check out some of his great folks that he's also uh, mentoring, including Culture Inc. You know, those those boys, man, that's their convention. They always put on a good show at the River City Wrestling Con. You got to check it out. Listen, Book, what's the best way people can keep up with you, Reality of Wrestling, the whole nine yards, man? Your show, pl- plug away, please, Book. Oh, man, uh, of course they can check out... Uh my podcast, um, Hall of Fame, as well as I'm on ESPN 905 here, uh, 925 as well um, here in Houston. Um, man, uh, and that's four nights a week, Tuesday through Friday, giving hot takes. Uh, of course, you can catch me on Twitter at Booker T5X as well as um, Instagram. And um, subscribe, um, you know, Reality of Wrestling um, slash YouTube and uh, get your feel of your reality of wrestling right now. We're close to 600,000 subscribers, man. So join the row and um, uh, be a part of something special. So uh, anyway, you want to uh, find me on um, there. It is right there. Have you subscribed to the Panera bread unlimited sip club folks? What are you waiting on here? We're talking eight 99 a month. So you can grab yourself a drink once every two hours. It is fantastic. And let me tell you something. They've expanded the unlimited sip club. So not only can you get your hot or iced coffee or your hot or iced tea, now you can get the fountain drink. So if you want to grab yourself a soda or check this out. Okay, we are talking about the charged lemonades, strawberry lemon mint, Fuji apple cranberry or the mango yuzu citrus. Okay, these are clean energy drinks, folks. Okay, we're talking about guarana and green coffee extract gives you a nice little boost it certainly keeps me charged up to deliver the best episodes of duke loves wrestling for you so what are you waiting on visit your local panera bread or go to panerabread.com sign up for the unlimited sip club enjoy yes sir yes indeed ladies and gentlemen it's your boy jay bougie your mama's favorite and your girl calls me the greatest may 20th invictus pro wrestling presents one night only takeover versus stp which is the hottest dude in all of professional wrestling today and you're gonna see the faceless ones the best damn tag team out here going against the big bad kaiju o'shea edwards and the prolific one moses then you got the savage the savage of all professional wrestling going against the baddest as he says shane taylor and then of course it's your boy it's the god figure it is jay bougie Going against the Rev, Ron Hunt, and the Bodega Street Fight. This is a can't-miss event. If you cannot be there, though, we will be streaming live on IWTV. But pull up to Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Tickets are available at www.eventbrite.com slash Invictus. Tune in. Take witness. God bless. Hello, yes, Dan Arzania. Very nice, very able, very famous, etc., etc., catchphrase, catchphrase, you know the thing. Yes, what well, he is coming to River City Wrestling Con in Jacksonville at the Jacksonville Fairgrounds of some sort. And it appears Billy Ass and the Ash Boys will be there too, so that's a bonus. Then has been good friends. Then as I shall be doing a very evil QA of some sort. Shall be signing a photos, taking photos with the fan housings, doing all of those sorts of things. It'll be quite wonderful. You may come, it is June eleventh. Or be cast. It's a Saturday. Folks, as always, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>